0: pastor curtis i'm pastor curtis hutchinson here in my office at crossway church in queen city texas and i'm glad you've chosen this time whenever this time is for you to gather around god's word and to glean from what he has said what he has done because there's where we find our purpose our joy our strength and what we need, everything we need to make it through this journey with our Lord. Hallelujah. So, we are in Hebrews chapter 13, and this is going to be part 12 today. I really encourage you to go back and start in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Yes, we have taught Hebrews the entirety of its uh, writing, almost. We're in the last chapter, and we're halfway through the last chapter. Uh, so I encourage you to go back. You'll find all these teachings on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, even the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can find them there, and I encourage you to do so. It's There's nothing like traveling through the word of god verse by verse allowing the truths your eyes are looking at to to uh, to be understood in the light of other truths written in the word i said this in my message yesterday and we we it's 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 something that is rare but it needs to happen we need to learn truth from truth from truth If there's anything in the Bible that we don't understand, only something else that's in the Bible is going to bring us the understanding of what we don't understand. So that we need to desperately get back to that so that we can just hear the word and faith comes and then we hear the Word, and the Word is defining the Word. The Word is illuminating the Word in our hearts and, and because the more of our input that comes in between the scriptures we're sharing, the more there will be confusion. We just need to let Scripture interpret Scripture, and we need to let the Scriptures be the stories that we tell. I don't believe that the Lord has a problem with using natural uh, things that go on in our lives, just like Jesus used and Paul used, but the point was always made. It wasn't just stories about ministry and stories about this, all in the name of what the lord has done those things are good in and of themselves but when we're attempting to learn the scriptures which is the the thing of the highest importance it's higher than anything else that's right it's higher than anything else is the scriptures that you're learning because Only as you're learning scriptures can faith keep coming and you go from faith to faith as uh, the righteousness of God's word is continually being revealed to you in the gospel. So anyway, Hebrews 13, this is part 12 on this, what day is today? The 20th day of March, 2023 so let's start in verse 10 today. You always have to back up and, and <clears throat> kind of scratch your feet where you are, get ready to take off, walk, and get a good grip. <laughs> and, 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 you know, kind of like when, uh, those people who are getting ready to run a race, they get down, they get their feet planted. <clears throat> That's what we need to do here. And let me say something about Bible study. I don't believe that anybody ought to ever just open their Bible and start somewhere. I mean that'd be about like receiving a letter and the first half of it was ripped out and and the first word of the part of the letter you had, it started out saying, and therefore, wait, wait well, and therefore you you don't know what was there for. So when we study the word, we need to always back up a little bit and see what we've looked at and then move on into where the Holy Spirit will guide us into more truth. And I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong to just open your Bible and start reading it. But if you do that and it doesn't cause you to back up, then there is a problem. There will be a problem. There will be much lack there. You know, I mean, the hungry heart may open the Bible and start reading. But if it's a proper hunger, then it That hunger is going to cause you to say, I got to back up and get I got to go see where this came from. I'll give you a good example. In my studies just a few years ago, not very many, uh, I began to see how the Lord was calling the tribe of Levi his own. And a question appeared in my heart. Why is the Lord calling Levi his own when all of Israel are his own people? Israel is his people, but now he's calling Levi his own. And you can find that if you go search it out. And so it caused me to backtrack, go back and see when he started calling Levi his own and and I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for you for your homework and you can go do that as well and you can find out for yourself what it was that caused the Lord, to start calling the tribe of Levi his own. And if you need any help, go back and listen to my last Friday's cross time with Pastor Curtis, which was 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, the last session I did in that last Friday morning, and the answer was given in that. So, But I won't give it to you this morning. You'll have to go search it out. The Hungry heart. A hungry heart. Oh, hallelujah. How the Lord desires to pour truth into a hungry heart. Glory be to God. Chapter 13 of Hebrews, part 10, I'm, verse 10. We have an altar whereof they. Now, see, we, we could stay right here for 30 days because let, let's read this in a different way. We have an altar Whereof they, now let's read it a different way. We have an altar whereof they. See, there, all throughout God's dealings with humanity, there's been the wees and the they's. There's been the Abel's and there's been the Cain's. There's been the Israel and there's been the Gentiles. It's always been the we's and the they's. And you'll notice that, hopefully, more so now that I've shared it with you in the New Testament writings. Every time Paul said, we, but we, Hebrews even says it many times, but we see Jesus. You know, so... so. There, There is a difference, and I know a lot of people, you know, they don't like all this, Man, you, you, you're, just, you're just causing division. No, God is always causing division. God, in the beginning, separated light from darkness. He's still doing it now. Hallelujah. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. He tells us right there, Who the we's and the they's are. We are those who are eating off the altar of the sacrifice of Christ. They are those who are still going after the legalities of the Old Covenant, the the animal sacrifices, the feasts and festivals and ceremonies and days and weeks and months and what you eat and how often you eat and when you don't eat and all those things that Israel, rightly so, were involved in. But when their Savior was sent for them, their king was offered to them, they rejected him, and now they're still and have been ever since Jesus came, even up until this day. All, Even all the Jews that wail at the wailing wall, that's not getting them anything with God. They pray for 80, 90 years, and then I'm not being ugly, but they go to hell. If you don't accept Christ, you don't go to heaven, and they don't, and they haven't. Think about how many millions upon millions millions of Jews who've died and caused hell to enlarge itself, as the prophet Isaiah would say. So, you know, and listen, those who serve the tabernacle, when this was written, was really talking about the Jewish people. But listen, it's any legalities. If, if you think you can set up a table and do anything and be saved or, or be delivered or grow or set yourself apart, the Bible says set the Lord, sanctify the Lord in your heart. We can't set ourselves apart. The cross of Christ is what set us apart. All we can do is put our faith in that which sanctified us. That means which set us apart. If you're trying to do something to set yourself apart, that's why it ain't working for you. So get this now. We have an altar. It's the cross. And we eat of that. And again, let's say it again. John chapter 6 verses 53 through 56 in that area and even more there. When Jesus talked about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, he was not just referring to your entrance into him by partaking one time. Paul would write to the church in Corinth and tell them, and I hope you can hear him telling you, that many are weak, sick, and dying prematurely because they're not discerning the Lord's body. What does that mean? That means they're partaking from some other altar. The altar of works, the altar of Cain. I bring my works, uh, my works. Get it? They're altars. There, there was an altar that was that, that 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 God provided that men brought the wrong thing and offered to God on way before, way before, men knew about the cross of Christ. I mean, the promise was there, and the way of the sacrifice was there, but men. Immediately, Cain said, "I'm not bringing blood. I'm not killing an animal. I'm not sacrificing an animal. I'll bring the works of my hands. That is partaking of the wrong altar, and it, and and it gave. He had no legal right to eat off of the proper altar because his heart wasn't right." So get this now. And that's, listen, any scheme you're trusting in, if you're trusting in AA to deliver you and you claim you're a Christian, you're not going to be delivered by AA. And if you think you are, listen, you're not, you'll never be delivered by AA. Either the blood of the lamb delivers or you're not delivered. Many people have stopped doing things because of their willpower. But it ain't getting them nothing with the Lord. And, and it's not so much as you've been delivered from smoking or drinking or doing drugs or hormoning or whatever. It's that God's getting glory for your deliverance, for the end of your whatever those things are. It's, it's all about, it's, it's more than you getting delivered. It's God getting glorified. Hallelujah. So think about this now. Because the bodies of those beasts, the bodies, the carcasses, Of those beasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest for sin, the carcasses, they're burned outside the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify, that he might set apart the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. And again, they would, they would. They would bring the animals in and cut their throat, drain the blood out for the putting of it on the altar for the forgiveness of their sins, and then they would haul those carcasses outside the gate, outside the city, and burn them. That was symbolic of God's wrath on the very body of those animals. It was symbolic of the wrath of God, the fire of God falling on Christ, the wrath of God, falling on Him and not us. Think about that now. In in I think it's uh, Psalms 85 and 10. It talks about where righteousness and peace, mercy and truth met. R- righteousness and peace kissed. That word kissed means a kindled fire. That's because righteousness and peace. God was making peace with humanity, offering it to us through his wrath being poured out. The fire where mercy and peace kissed, where the wrath of God's fire burnt up the sins of humanity and Jesus was able to declare it is finished. So Jesus did that outside the gate the Bible says, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. He did it all outside the gate. Verse 13, let us go forth therefore, because of that, unto him outside the camp. We're still being told here in the New Testament to go unto Jesus outside the camp. That means outside the camp of all legalistic camps, outside the camp of anybody who's serving man's tabernacle of the old covenant mindset, the law of works, the law of doing, feasts, celebrations, tabernacles to be able to get something from God. Come on now, somebody. All the getting that any man gets from God God, He only gets through his faith in the sacrifice of Christ. He won't get anything from God through any other avenue ever in his entire life. Nothing. Nothing ever. All things God has for us are in Christ. And the only way to get where all the blessings and promises are in Christ is through faith in His death. That's our entrance, Romans 6 and 3. Don't you know that as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have been baptized into His death? Hallelujah. It's not a water tank in some church. We've been immersed, baptized into His death. Why? Why is that the place of entrance? Because we had to die with him. And we did. His presentation, his his representation, his substitutionary work at Calvary was so perfect that God allowed him as the last Adam to represent all of humanity once again. And God's wrath falling upon him, the fires burning up the sins of all of humanity and offering forgiveness through him took place only on the cross through the suffering, the bloodshed, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're told here in the New Testament, let us, here we are we we who are eating from this altar that we have a legal right to eat off of because our hearts are believing unto the righteousness that was offered only on that altar. Hallelujah. Not the altar of I must do, but the altar of Christ already was commanded to do and did lay his life down and raise it up again. Hallelujah. Let us go. Let us. Listen. You better pay attention today who the us and the we's are. Let us go forth, therefore, unto him outside the camp uh, of all the legal, of all the purpose-driven uh, this and that, of all the 40 days of this purpose and that purpose, of all the the, the walk of Emmaus, of all the, the this and all the things that men scheme and under the influence of Satan bring into the church as things that we 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 grab scripture and cover over them but they're just ways of men it's called I don't I don't want to get into that today but that's what happens I'm going to get into something later later on uh, but Men bring these schemes. this is Jude wrote about these men. They creep in, they're, they're, They may be saved, but they're being influenced by Satan, and they bring these programs in the church saying they've heard from God and God's going to use these God's not going to use any of that. You don't get to just live for God any old way you choose. You you didn't get to be saved just any old way you choose, and you won't be delivered by any old way you choose. You will be saved and delivered by the blood of the Lamb without any ands after that, or you will not be saved and delivered by the blood of the Lamb. When we add to the cross, we're telling God, never with our lips, but with our our hearts the cross just wasn't quite enough and that makes us that, that eliminates us while we think something else will work for us to deliver us, to save us, to, to do anything for us and call it God doing it outside of faith in the sacrifice of Christ, that makes our hearts say to God the cross wasn't enough. We'd never do it with our lips. Some people probably would, and, and I think they are. They'll tell you that wasn't enough. You have to believe that, but you also have to be water baptized. So therefore, they add what you have to do to to, to finish or to complete what Jesus said was already finished. Hallelujah. And that it only takes believing upon him to be saved and to find yourself walking out your deliverance. Hallelujah. So you and I are told, and this right here is where the rubber meets the highway. This right here is where we're found either... Listen, of the tabernacle of old, the old legalistic mindset, well, at least I ain't bad as them, and I'm a little better than them. At least I'm doing this, and at least I'm not doing that, and I've done this this way, and all these things. This is, the cross is what delivers us from that mindset. So let us, who have a legal right to eat off this altar, eat off of it, not having ate off of it. This is to people, this letter is written to Christians who've obviously, if you're a Christian, you've already partaken of the body, the flesh, and the blood of Jesus because it's the only way you can be saved by faith in His death on the cross, what He did in His body and the shedding of His blood. Hallelujah. It's the only way you can be saved. So all Christians have already partaken of the Lamb of God. You had to to get saved, but here we're being told that we have an altar whereof they have no right to eat. We're still eating. If you're not partaking of the flesh and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not partaking of God. And the devil doesn't mind you gathering and worshiping. He doesn't mind you sitting under people reading or teaching the Bible just as long as they... listen. He don't care about all that as long as you're denying the power. If at all those years I could worship, I could get together and listen to men talking about the word and teach and preach messages but we weren't being told that we had to partake of the flesh and blood. When somebody would come in and start talking about the cross we'd lose interest because they weren't prophets or, 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 or apostles. They, they weren't giving us personal words of prophecy which are not even in the Bible by the way but uh, all this fleshly carnal stuff and this is the church Churches eat up with it, but you got to think about this: eating, eating from the altar. We now eat. We eat. We say we have eaten. We have eaten, but this is where we eat. We don't stop eating. We don't stop partaking, and it's not talking about the act of communion on a Sunday morning or at some point. This is talking about we eat. We partake of the the body of Christ, what he did for us at Calvary, on the tree, in his flesh, the shedding of his blood. Now watch this now. Let us go forth. Let us who are partaking of this altar, they're the only ones that are going to. The rest of this Bible verse right here is not going to be an experience for the Christian unless they're eating off the altar and saying I believe in the cross is not eating off the altar. You must be partaking of the death of Christ in your union with him, your faith in his death. If it's true biblical faith in his death, then that means you're going to recognize that you died with him and you're going to be reckoning yourself to be dead indeed to that thing, that sin nature that you were found dead because of in your sins, but now alive unto God in Christ Jesus, you're going to be partaking of that by believing in that. I'm not talking about, I say I believe, I'm talking about, I'm learning to yield to this truth yield to this truth so I don't have to stay the way I am because Christ changing me only happens as He, by His Spirit, can lead me from glory to glory. But that only happens as I'm beholding that glorious image that I'm being changed into, and the Bible tells me that in 2 Corinthians 3.18 and Philippians 3.10 gives us the picture of what that is we're being changed into, which is the death of Jesus. Hallelujah. You get away from that, you're not partaking. You're not partaking. You might say the right things. You might be gathering to worship. You, you But listen, again, let me say it this morning. The devil don't care if you worship just as long as it's not in spirit and in truth. And to be worshiping God in spirit and in truth, you must be partaking from this altar, His flesh and blood, by faith, your faith in His death and your union with Him in that death. Hallelujah. Most Christians would disagree with what I'm saying because they think it's all about worship. It's not all about worship. It's all about the cross. Let me say it one more time. The devil doesn't care if you get together and play instruments and sing songs. God even says in the book of Amos in chapter 5 that because the people's hearts weren't all wrapped up in the sacrifice properly, he said, get your instruments, it's your, get your, your, the noise of your songs, get them out of here. Your instruments, get them out of here. Let, let's look over at that this morning, since we're talking about that. I didn't plan on it, but let's look at it and see if I can find it here. Amos chapter five, verse twenty three. And what? Why we're reading this is because God goes beyond the music. You know, and that song we're saying, say, "Lord, I'm sorry for what I've made it. I'm coming back." to the heart of worship. If you don't come back to Calvary, come back to there. you just singing that song. So many songs we sang for years. We, I was just singing songs until the Lord got me back to Calvary. Now I see what these songs really mean. Watch this now, Amos 5, 23. The Lord says, Take thou away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your instruments but let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That, That right there, that right there will do some stuff. Amen. Let's get back over here. Oh my goodness, was that good? You need to write that down, Amos 5, 23 and 24. And and look at these things, look at that. And, And why I'm saying that is because the devil don't care if you get together and worship just as long as you're denying the power that the Bible says, and he knows it, is the preaching of the cross. Amen, watch now. Let's come down here. Hebrews 13. Where are we at here? Let's look here. Let us, we got to get through this, verse 13. Let us go forth therefore unto him outside the camp bearing his reproach. This This is written to already born again children of God. Telling us, let us therefore Go unto him. Remember what we said in the last broadcast, Hebrews two and uh, nine or two and two and eight and Hebrews 12 one and two, both talk about but we see Jesus. Uh, 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 but we see Jesus. My goodness, I'm, I'm losing my, my, my mind. Day, it ain't. It's not working for me. Let's go look at it. I don't want to mess it up. Hebrews two and nine, but we see Jesus. And Hebrews twelve and two says, looking unto Jesus. So uh, let's uh, let's look at this now. We got to get through this verse thirteen. Let us, the child of God, let us go therefore unto him. Christ is not inside the camp of legalities. You got to do this to be saved. You got to do this to deliver. If you do this, if you do that, if you do this, Christ is not in that. He's not in that. None of that. (laughs) Listen to where he is found. Let us go forth therefore unto him. Where is he? He's outside the camp of all the legalities. That old tabernacle. And it's just not the old Jewish ways. And you've got Christians today so deceived, they're setting up uh, all the, buying all the things, and it's called the Hebraic Roots Movement. It's only moving men, their carnal flesh, and Satan's all up in that, and he's glad about it. It has a look uh, of good to them. He don't care nothing about that. He'll let you do all that. Until you start believing in trusting in what all that represents and and you got Christians going back thinking that doing that's going to move God. It's called the Hebraic roots movement, and that movement means they think it's moving God on their behalf, and Jesus is, ain't in none of that. It says that he's outside that camp, hallelujah. Look at this, now let us go forth therefore unto him outside the camp uh, bearing his reproach. If you won't be a part of any of what men have built and men are telling you that God will use to help you, if you won't be a part of any of that, but you're like the Apostle Paul determined to know nothing other than Christ and him crucified, my Lord, you're going to be a reproach and unfortunately it's going to be to most of those who are They've been born again, but they've been carried back under all the carnality and fleshly ways of men, men's wisdom, men's way. And, it's, and, and they have to put Scripture with it, but it's Scripture out of context. All Scripture only has a context of righteousness. And when we take the focus of God's Word off of the righteous king and what he did to... To, to, to forgive us of our sins, then we ourselves are not outside the camp with him. We have rather gone unto men and what they're bringing to the table, the wrong altar and putting scripture with it. The devil's good at that. The devil's good at that. Well, it looks like we'll have to stop right here. I didn't get as far as I thought we would today, but God got us far along as he knew he would today. And I'm thankful for what we're seeing in the scriptures. He's showing you what you're seeing if he's showing you to look to Calvary in all the word of God. For there is no word that can be viewed properly or imparted properly by the Spirit of truth without you looking to that which you're being made conformable to, and that's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's where you receive that nature of the Lamb, hallelujah, and that's where you and I are being made conformable. Unto that very nature, hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm so glad you chose to gather with us today around God's word. And I hope that you'd pray for us. We'll pray for you. And we'll believe God with you. For God is raising up soldiers and warriors. Not to puff their chest out. But to deny themselves. Take up their cross moment by moment. And to follow our Jesus. As we continue to go outside the camp of man unto that altar whereof we eat, where we bear the reproach of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, God bless you. If he stirs your heart to sow to him, and you want to help this ministry, help God do what he's doing, or help, not help God, I don't like that. Help us do what God's called us to do. You can do that. At the website thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Thank you so much for all those of you who do recognize the truth and that you're not just giving to a man but you've been awakened and, and, and now you're giving to the Lord Himself to ministries that are preaching and teaching God's righteous words. The truth of God's words in righteousness. All about Jesus and what he did at Calvary. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.